It's a Kilkenny being opened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have done that for the recording. Oh. That's okay. We'll just start now. I'm Ambi. I'm Kana. <laughs> and welcome to Diplomacy Games. Um, you're you're at home, Kana, and I'm at home not because of COVID or anything like that, but because of what was predicted to be a very bad weather event that really was a bit of nothing. Yeah, it's a bit of a storm in a tank up in the end. Well, yeah. Um, so you're worried yeah. that you're going to get flooded in or whatever like that on the way home in the, in the train and didn't want yeah. to kind of put up with, you know, bus rail replacement things. Was that it? Yeah, pretty much in a nutshell. I've been stuck on the train before on the way back because it's rained and it's flooded out a station or two on the way back and it's like, oh, well, bugger it. It's not worth the risk, I don't think. Getting stuck. No, that's hey. cool. That's, that's understandable. Yeah. And, and look, I think we've... Um, <laughs> This is a long time between drinks um, from our last episode, so apologies to the listeners. Um, I don't know about you, but I've had a fair amount in real life just happening, and then on top of all that, I think we have made efforts to catch up, and then I think earlier on we made um, probably the wrong calls to go, ah, oh, we won't worry about that, because I think one time also you were worried about, it. again, buses being replaced by train lines being not, not operational. and Yeah, I should have just done it anyway yeah so that, that was actually scheduled maintenance on the line and you know they were they had replaced it with bus trips but you know again those things are you know intermittent at best and you sort of end up you know either being an hour late or you know 15 minutes early you can't tell so there you yeah go. so that was that one <laughs> So, um, and the listeners would have heard you cracking open a Kilkenny for your drink of the of the evening, or the, the first drink of the evening. First drink for, uh, yeah, I can't say it's the first drink, but it's definitely <laughs> the drink that I'm having here. <laughs> what was the what was the earlier drink or drinks? Um, I was a, I was, I actually had a cider, um, but no, I thought, ah, I'll move on to the, I'll move on to the good stuff. Very good. Um, I, I, I haven't got good stuff. I've kind of just got a. a cheap and cheerful um, Shiraz Cabernet from the Colonel and the Merchant from Langhorn Creek in South Australia. Uh, that sounds very fancy, but basically it's the um, um, the house label, I think, for um, for Woolworths, for both Dan Murphy's and, and for BWS. So, oh, right. <laughs> but surprisingly, not too bad for a house label. Oh, good. So, cheers. Cheers. Here's cheers. That's, um, yeah, tapping that. Right. Um, wow, world of diplomacy, though. I mean, this is a diplomacy podcast. Yes, um, yes. We're, we're, I think in the books we were planning on catching up with Macca at some stage. Is that is that still... We've, we, we've, we've got lots of interviews planned, just none of them seem to actually have, have happened, unfortunately, Kana. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, there, there are still a number of them who are kind of saying, yeah, yeah, we're interested, and yeah, we just got to work out the right date. And 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 Macca was very keen to kind of catch up, but I think when we suggested Thursday, um, Macca advised, no, can't do Thursday. So um, it's just you and me. But believe me, there's there's this like 
because this has been so long since between podcasts, there's probably a, a shitload of, of um, diplomacy stuff to talk about anyway, so that's no big deal at all. Um, yes. So um, speaking of which, because we've kind of just dived into this because you cracked open the beer and we didn't actually do any planning, um, I don't know about you, but I've been giving some thought to Poppycon. Oh, Yes. Um, so uh, one of the things that uh, whilst whilst we were off air, um, Mrs. A- one of Mrs. Ambie's aunts was was unwell. We went we flew down to Sydney and saw her, and um, and then a couple of weeks later, unfortunately, she passed, and Mrs. Ambie went down to Sydney again for that. And I guess it's kind of um, uh, from my point of view made things far more open to the idea of, of travel interstate, um, particularly with where we're at at the moment COVID-wise in Australia. I mean, um, I think Victoria and New South Wales pretty much have next to no um, restrictions. Uh, Queensland is about to move to that um, in, a, what, a couple of weeks' time, I think. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 and, and, and even just um, at, a, at a national level, I, I'm pretty sure was that this week or last week they opened up the international borders. So theoretically now, tourists can come to Australia. Um, I don't know what the rules are, um, but I'm kind of assuming provided you, you're vaccinated you can come in, but who knows? I haven't checked that, so please check that if you're thinking of coming to Australia. But, um, yeah, I was, I was now thinking I'm pretty keen to go to, to Poppycon. So what are your thoughts on that? I'm actually um, reassured a lot uh, about what you just said there. So going through, going, like landing domestic, you just go through as per a normal yep. airport process, nothing? Nothing. It was, it was like you just kind of rewound the clock two years before COVID. You just kind of got off the plane, and, apart from the fact that you have to wear a mask on the plane and you've got to wear a mask inside the airport. Um, the rest of the time, it was just plain sailing. You just got off the plane, there's no coppers there, you just go get your bag and then leave, you know what I mean? It was Yeah, yeah. It was great. It falls on a, it falls on a long weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, so it's on the Anzac Day long weekend, so... Uh, I, I think you've you've talked about if you were to attend, you probably also would maybe tack on a little bit of extra time to catch up with with family down there. So, um, from my perspective, yes, keen to go, um, and I'm very happy to kind of you know organise that at my end. So if if you are as well, um, it's just a case of whether we fly down together or come back together or whatever. I suppose we can work out the logistics a little bit later, but yeah, it's I'm only two months away. Yeah. Well, well, yes. Yeah. Well, now's the time to buy the tickets, I suppose, while they're still cheap. Yes, although I'll probably end up using credit from all the flights I haven't been able to take earlier on over <laughs> the last couple of years. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, that sounds good. Let's do it. I'll, I'll, I'll um, yeah, let's do it. I'll work out dates, but I'll, I reckon I'll probably be there then. You've kind of reassured me about the travel side of things. Yeah, and um, I've... Because uh, I think there was a bit of a, a shout out that came out from from Goffy and, and Mel Call around it, and um, they've kind, Mel and Matt have kind of kindly once again uh, opened their um, uh, their home to for us to stay in uh, because of our interstate status. I think so, which is great. It's excellent. It's nice of them. Yeah. Well, much much better than I think Melbourne Open, where we we shared a room in a very very cheap hotel and i think i kind of kept you up all night snoring <laughs> i put earplugs in i think <laughs> <laughs> which kind of gets worse with the more red wine i drink 
Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. So I'm told. So I'm told. <laughs> yeah, you don't ever hear yourself snore. No. So how about you? You talk to um, if if you do plan to to do some relative visiting, maybe if you want to have some chats to them. I've obviously talked to Mrs. Kaner if she haven't she uh, isn't already kind of um, aware. And um, yeah, just let me know whether time wise whether you wanted to to, to um, coordinate flights or anything like that. No, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, no, I think it's a it's a well deserved break anyway. And I think going to you know playing a, a diplomacy tournament, we can't go past it. One of the best things to do out there, I reckon. Absolutely, and if that goes well, and presuming you know over the next you know few months' time, you know things go well international border wise. I think you know is next is it next year's meant to be in Bangkok again the rescheduled WDC. Yes, I'm pretty sure it was put till next year, um, but that that's definitely on the cards. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I need to actually check up with with uh, Goffy when I'm down there when we're down there around um, the timing of that because Mrs. Amby is is keen to have a. Um, um, it's 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 one of those one of those years where you have a birthday where we both have a birthday that ends in zero, and uh, it's it's like one of those times where it's okay. Well, we're going to actually have a, a a reasonable holiday for once, and and by now or by then, um, not necessarily have to have kids coming around with us. So it kind of changes the dynamic, I guess, of a holiday, and I just want to make sure that I try to time that with um, hopefully not clashing with WDC. Well, because you know the WDC comes first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no, let's, let's let's check when the see when the actual dates are, and um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Based on the way I'm playing at the moment, I'm sure it'll clash. You know, smack bang in the middle. So, <laughs> <laughs> how are you playing, by the way? How many games are you in? Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, let me check. Uh, move that. One, oh shit, one, two, three, four, five. Five games at the moment. Now, it wasn't so long ago where you texted me that you'd just taken over an excellent position on a, on a rather large map. And, yeah, um, and I did very well. I, that, that game's now finished and I, and I won. You won. Yeah. Tell us about that. Which one was that one? Uh, fuck, I've got to find it. It was called Gunboat Gaming. It was a modern diplomacy to um, map. And um, this is one of those times where, we, as we've talked before on the show, about, you know, lurking in the uh, – not lurking um, – um, being a helpful participant of the diplomacy community by looking for games where somebody has civil disordered and, and you're obviously – you're giving back to everybody by turning up – and enjoying those games, um, penalty free if you lose, yep. um, but but all to your advantage if you if you you know win or draw you know when it comes to your ranking and stuff because as we know those type of things may be important to some players. Yes. Um, but but apparently, kind of that doesn't matter at all when you kind of um, you sign up and it's an unranked game and you didn't bother checking that when you signed <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> funny is <laughs> you went on to win this game that you took over and you get no kudos from it apart from having a having an, a, a a one you like you've you've got an extra number 
addition to your one category on your profile. Oh, I didn't actually know that. Does that that's what happens, does it? I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, that's yeah. not too bad. Which, 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 as several people would say, is the actual um, what the real the stats. It's, it's the prop. It's the true stats. Let me just check what my my stats are in that one. So, of one of one hundred and ninety games that I've finished, I've won thirty six of them, which is nineteen percent win rate. That's I've not bad. Drawn, How many have you been drawn? Drawn sixty eight times, which is thirty six percent. So what between the two of them, what fifty five percent of either won or drawn? How about survived? Uh, survived twenty percent. Okay. And defeated twenty five percent. Okay. So honestly, that twenty five percent defeat. So one in four games you get killed. Everything yes. else you sort of poodle through to the end somehow. Yes, but that's probably over a ten year period. So um, that that um, percentage may have changed significantly in the last 12 months does it feel like it's changed yes as i feel like it's changed definitely (laughs) (laughs) um but look honestly it it was funny because i i saw this game i thought oh awesome you know what i mean like um here's a really good position it's 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 in a position that's winnable you know what i mean And, and you know it was provided you didn't fuck it up you're gonna win you know what i mean because also yeah. being gunboat the other players couldn't really coordinate themselves in time and and then i kind of was also you know I thought, yeah you know what i mean I, I got this position and yeah just got in there in time because i just kind of just went oh fuck you know what i mean it's there that's amazing i better grab it now before some other bastard does <laughs> and like it was like literally about a minute or two after I joined that I kind of the page loaded up and it went unranked and I thought oh fuck I didn't even oh, check that oh, done oh, but at least you guide it to safety to guide guide it to the win who 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 else is playing the game great question let me go back to it so um so I think modern has ten other players uh. Look, I'll mention their names, but they may not mean they may not mean much because they're players I haven't. Re- I've seen one or two of them. So, Toby Joey, Victorious. I've heard of Victorious. Rex PD, uh, Janice or Yanis, uh, Mister Nikar, King Ivanov, Main Road fan, Ian Gilligan, and Myra Nikki San. Okay. So talk to me about how you felt um, taking – okay, so you've, you've told me how you felt about taking over and realised it was unranked, but um, having gotten over that shock to the system, taking over a country which has been I don't know, started by another player who's obviously spent a bit of time on the game, do you find that that comes with a bit of um, baggage or is there – do you feel beholden to kind of look back on the game history and try to continue what had been played in previous seasons? Or how does that work? Because I, I, I don't habitually take over other people's countries on CDs. Um, look, for this one, I didn't probably I didn't actually go back and have a look at all that stuff. I think if it wasn't a gunboat game and there's an opportunity to communicate with the players, I definitely would have done that. Um but all I really looked for at the time was um, what was happening on the board, and you know, previous pre- and the last previous set of moves, obviously prior to to the um, the civil disorder of the uh, other player. So it gave me a bit of a good idea around who were, were already were my um, enemies and who were my 
friends, and yep. I, I say friends in air quotes because I end up kind of cannibalizing half of my friend, but he didn't seem to be too worried about it because he was too busy in, a, in another fight uh, elsewhere. So, like, I was Russia, and um, there seemed to be relatively good um, relations with Germany because he left himself pretty much wide open, uh, even though the other, uh, but the prior Russia had already taken over Berlin. But it seemed to be that uh, Germany was too busy fighting France and obviously just wanted a shit fight with France, so I just mostly left him alone. Um, yep. To the extent that actually at the end, when, when I won the game, um, I kind of left Frankfurt, which was unoccupied, and one owned by him, I didn't even take it. So. Oh, nice. You're, you're generous in your win. Well, you know, again, it's the type of thing where it's not if I was generous in my win. It's just more I like to... Um, you know, I like to reward or, or at least acknowledge players who've kind of helped me and haven't kind of, you know, created problems for me. So even though, like, I took a number of supply centres that if you kind of went back and had a look at um, the history of them were previously held by Germany, say, two or three game years earlier, um, they had subsequently been taken over by England, who I was having a bit of a shit fight with. So then I didn't feel so bad taking them from England and, and not handing them back to Germany and just keeping them for myself. For the win, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. The unranked win. But apparently still a, a, a one on your record, which is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not all bad there, Ambi. No, it's not. Um, so other games that are going on at the moment, uh, that, um, that Imperial game I bought into um, progressively, um, which is an anonymous game, I'm continuing to get shafted on that one. Um, the player that I've been having to fight most of the time continues to fight me, but I've kind of um, nothing much is happening in that space. Um, yep. The other games that are going on, um, I did go and join. I think it was Modern Europe. Uh, it was a game which was um, called Omicron versus Europe. This one is anonymous. I can't talk about it too much. And I was doing reasonably well. There's not, it's not gunboat. I was able to communicate with players. Um, I stabbed a player, my neighbour, for literally from very first spring move because <laughs> I needed to do that to um, get the position I needed to just wipe him out. Yep. And I was doing excellent in that particular regard up until the last turn when I fucked up and hadn't covered a sea lane. And then subsequently, I've you know kicked out, kicked this player out of um, a supply centre. Um, he or she has moved into a um, uh, one of the key. What are they called? They're not called. What are they called? Um, when I say you see the sea line, you know the, the middle sea line. You can call it whatever you want. I, I don't. I don't. But you know what I'm talking about. about initially, don't you? it was overseer zone. Overseer zone. Were, yeah. were the ones around it. Okay. But you know, I mean, you could call it the the square territory in the middle for for, for all anyone cares. If you yes, so basically, long story short, I managed to kind of uh, take the supply centre I was after, but had failed to cover off stupidly the overseer zone. And um, going into a full move now, this particular player has easy access to take their pick on vacant supply centres that I cannot possibly cover. So, <laughs> oh, I've just opened it. Yes, there's two that you can't cover. Hmm. Okay. So this this particular map is loosely 
based. No, it is kind of based. It's taken the territories from the Europa Renovatio map. Is it? But it's simplified. I think it's a separate. I think it's a a different map, isn't it? Simplified some. Like it's made some larger. It's moved around some of the territories. Um, It's kept a few sea lanes but reduced the amount of them. And it's gotten rid of all of Africa. So, um, I tried. I tried this. I tried this variant um, when it first released, and I pulled one of those countries in in, in the middle where, if, if like this this map definitely lends itself towards communication. It, it, you definitely need to have um, full press with this particular variant in my mind because. Um, if you just look at its starting positions, um, if, if you're playing purely a gunboat battle, then there's a whole heap of countries that start in such a horrible position that they can just get walked over pretty quick. So it really is a, a diplomacy player's map, you know, if, if you're into the diplomacy. Don't, that's my opinion of it. Yep. Um, and there's less... Powers on the map as well. Um, oh yeah, compared to Europa Renovatio. Compared, yeah. So, um, I mean, you're not in a terrible position. No, I'm not. It's just it's going to take me time just to kind of recover where I'm up to and try to actually just fix the situation. And I can. That's no problem at all. You've um, just got a rogue unit behind your lines. Yeah. Yes, and I kind of had hoped to get rid of that and get and, and reduce it down more, but. Clearly, I'm going to have to wait a little bit longer. Yeah. Quite a while longer. That's my fuck up. So again, uh, this is this is one of those things where I'm, I'm learning more and more. Um, other games going on. Um, the uh, divided states game that I'm in. I'm still hanging in there. So that's no name eleven, which is um, an another another anonymous game. This one is now down to not that many players. Wait, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So it started off obviously with 50 states and 50 players. It's now down to 14 players. Um, and even when you look at those players, um, I would say there's definitely at least four of them going out the door uh, in the next few moves. So probably yeah. only really about 10 players that are in a reasonable position to to duke it out. Um, that being said, there still continues to be at least one incredibly dominant player, which is California, and probably some of the other Eastern players are now starting to rise considerably. So I've noticed that Maryland has been um, growing quite substantially of late, uh, you know, gobbling up other territories around it. It seems to have a really good... Um, DMZ with Virginia. I think it's Virginia, the grey one. So, um, yes, it's um, interesting where this game is going to go because there's very very much one dominant power in, in the West but a number of very strong positions in the East. And as we've seen before, like when I play this game as, as New York, because there's so many supply centres on the East Coast... Um, because of all the states on the East Coast, it visually doesn't look as significant as, say, if you control half of the western parts of the United States. But um, you can still be in a very, very strong position, particularly if you've got a good neighbour like Virginia. Well, they do together. 
less menacing, hey? Mm. Um, mm, okay, I've just pulled it up as well. I'm having a look at it as, 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 as you speak. I guess this one really needs to, like, balance of power politics really is, is, is probably key to, to where this game's going to end up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, managing to make an alliance against the either predominant power and hoping that alliance holds and hoping that, yeah, because there's still a lot of growth in some areas, potential growth. Um, yeah, it, it, it's an interesting interesting space to be playing at on that one. Indeed. Um, and then probably the last game I'm currently in of any note is um, Yellowstone Honey, which is a Europa Renovatio game. Uh, anonymous again, unfortunately. That's the uh, that, that's the one you bought into. Uh, ages what? and ages ago, yeah. Well, actually, I think I I can't even remember which ones I've bought into, which ones I haven't now. No, I do. I specifically remember this one. You bought into a power that I had played at some point. Oh, no, 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 no that no. was another game. That's another one. No, no, no. Hey, you're not doing too bad in that one. This is anonymous, but it's full press, right? Yes, that's correct. Yep. Well, I don't know if I'm doing too bad. I'm just, again, just I'm hanging in there at a more as a more middling power. Let's just put it that way. Which isn't a too bad a place to be at with these larger maps, really. If you can sneak your way into the draw, which draws a draw. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So this this is one we probably want to talk about a little bit later, or one if, if we do a Patreon thing, just to kind of go into a bit more detail. Maybe those those two. Yeah, 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 definitely. I'll hold that up on a tab. Oh yeah, oh, that's a good one. I'm currently in two games at the moment. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, there's the thirty six for all. Ah yes, uh, I've been watching this one all the time. Every single time I see, it pops up because I'm spectating. Whenever it pops up, I kind of go, "Oh, okay, let's go see this one." And yeah. this is where this is for the this is probably the first game, Kana, where. I've actually taken a real serious interest as a spectator in a game. Oh, yes. And, um, yeah, I know it's because I know you're in it and I'm keen to see how you go. Um, but even putting that aside, it, the, the dynamics on this particular map now as it's starting to head, I personally think, towards the end game uh, is, is really quite interesting. Oh, shit, someone's... Oh, that's okay. I don't know. I... I personally reckon that this is going to... Well, I, I reckon it's going to hit three ways pretty soon. Um, yeah, the, so I guess well, a few seasons ago now, um, I, was, I, I was got really excited. So there was a stalemate line um, in the east and two powers. There were middling powers against the larger ones on the board, but sort of... I, and I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the end of game statements on this particular one um, just to hear the why a small power attacked another small power when it wasn't in their interest to do it they, they, they had stalemate lines and all they had to do was just hold those positions and not attack each other and they would have gotten him through to the draw but then they ended up attacking it but one attacked the other and um, which caused 
uh, the, the, the power. Both of them to not, not do well. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, but it, 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 it basically threw the game. And I, I, don't, I don't really understand the thinking behind why someone would do that, apart from maybe it was just simple boredom. Maybe they just got sick of entering the same moves in again and again. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. Well, the only other thing I can think of is whether they thought by doing that, a um, a neighbour who maybe that you know where you've got a stalemate line, they may kind of ease up on them. You know what I mean? So hypothetically, yeah. you having a stalemate position with them may have gone, oh, okay, well, I'm I'm okay with with my neighbour doing that because it gives me a chance to pull my units off and start attacking somebody else. So I can see. There is, a, a, I think, potentially a method in the madness other than just boredom. Um, well, them just won the game over and the, and the quickest way to do so is to attack someone and eventually kind of get gobbled up themselves. But um, it would be interesting to look at the stats and work out when people do that, um, how often as a strategy does it work versus um, it blows up spectacularly in your face. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it'd probably blow up more often than not, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, the internet being the way it is. But, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I reckon this has got maybe two or three seasons to go, build seasons, and then it's um, done and dusted. Wow, okay. So, yeah, next time we uh, next time we record, we'll have um, end-of-game statements and I'll share. That'd be really interesting. Um, I don't know whether you even want to kind of reach out to those two players, whether they're interested in, um, depending, of course, if it goes to a draw, what are their thoughts are or whether you wanted to kind of get everybody involved who was of, of, of particular interest in your game. Yeah, there's an idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, why not? Um, yeah. No, I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be interested to hear what their thoughts are in the matter and how they approach this particular variant. Mm. Mm. So that's one. And the other one is a, sort of it's a similar one. Uh, it's called uh, Four Heralds Wintercorn Bloodbath. <laughs> this isn't a, um, a, a Cloak and Dagger game with a title like that, is it? No, it's not. It, no. Sounds, it sounds like a Cloak and Dagger title, though, doesn't it? It does. It does. I, I saw that. I go, I've got to join that. That's an excellent name. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I've... I've joined up mm-hmm. um i've like it's still early game at the moment um i've fallen into competition with a neighbor pretty much straight away yep um but that neighbor has also fallen into conflict with a his a neighbor on the other side of him so he's he's in a losing position but i'm not expanding as fast as i would quite like at this stage Yes, so I've brought up that game and I'm looking at it now, um, and I think it looks like the neighbour that you you went into competition with again. It's anonymous. We can't go too much. I'm kind of I'm having difficulty working out. Are you talking about you were initially up against someone and then you both disengaged, or are you talking about a neighbour you've been involved in butting heads and you continue to be? Pretty much butting heads. Um, and continue to be butting heads. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, I can see where you're butting heads. Yes, I... I <laughs> <laughs> you're sending me little chat messages. Uh, yes, I yeah. know. Um, uh, oh, so, oh, yeah, okay, right. I forget that you're... Uh, yep, 
Gotcha. But, but I'm um, kind of was just trying to work out who um, um, who I was whether, talking. About yeah, suppose. yeah. Who are you talking to? And, look, and as I said before, there's someone that you're clearly currently butting heads with. I wasn't sure it was part of the history whether you were butting heads with another neighbour earlier. No, no, no. This is the first conflict. So okay. early game, okay. um, you know, early map on one of these larger maps, and it's um, tussling it out. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky in the sense that i only have one neighbor i'm a tussling it out with um and in many ways it's just luck when you get these large ones like if you if you i think really if you attack by two people to start off with you're stuffed but if you can make friends with one person and keep that border and then sort of just manage to focus on that on, on a belligerent either of your choice or one that's been belligerent to you um I think you stand a greater chance of getting through to the mid game at least. Yeah, yeah, and and that's kind of the the strategy I had with that Omicron game. Um, is there a reason that you haven't again been conscious that it's anonymous? Is there's there's one particular supply center that seems to stand out to me amongst the guy that you guy or girl you've been kind of butting heads with? Um, is there a reason you haven't kind of made a, a, an effort to go grab that, seeing it's undefended, or is it because you just can't afford to? You know, oh, I had a, 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 a very similar situation to uh, the one you described to me with your modern Europe with uh, uh, a retreat that went forward, so to speak. So I had to uh, hold the unit back from um, where I'd prefer it to be at this stage so that I could cover my home, my, my supply centres um, from that kind of retreat. Okay, that makes sense. I think I mean I can I can I can see which one you, you you're kind of grappling with. Um, what what's the stage at the moment? Is it in spring or fall? Okay, so after builds, do you get a build? Builds, yeah. I've got two builds. Yeah. Ah, okay. Well, that's that's very sick. Not bad at this stage. Not bad at all. Yeah, I was just interested with the the builds. You can at least cover off. You can definitely cover off your supply centre that you're open with that forward retreated unit. I think you've got a lot of potential with those builds, actually. Oh, yeah, I can cover it all up now. Um, but that forward retreated unit had actually already cost me a build um, previously. So, yeah. I, I had to, you know, yeah, you, anyway, that, that, that whole strategy of being able to of, of retreating forward on a on a diplomacy game you know it absolutely throws any kind of sense of strategy or um you know like like forward planning into the in, in, into the blender you know because you've got this you've got this unit that's sitting behind your lines and you know on, on, a, on a classic board doesn't matter who you really are if you're invading Russia and Russia manages to, um, you know, retreat Warsaw to Silesia, which you didn't keep, you're Germany, right? And you didn't think to keep that open and all of a sudden you're, you know, you've, you've got this, you've got this foreign unit on your home supply centers, then that's a, that's a horrible space to be in. You know, that really, oh, yeah. um, you know, the, the amount of, time that that ties up in your pl 
planning to get rid of that mongrel that's behind your, um, you know, your crab shell or your, 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 your forward lines can really just throw a spanner in the works in regards to any kind of, you know, expansion uh, endeavours that you happen to have until you got get rid of it. And from a from a negotiation point of view, you know, being able to have that, you know, that mercenary unit it's sort of behind a player's attacking line, you can really leverage that diplomatically. Hey, I mean, you, know, you could... You so could this is gunboat, isn't it? Oh, this is, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking more general, you know, that strategy of retreating forward or retreating or deliberately letting a unit get disband, like get, get um, you know, dislodged so that you have that... That, that that opportunity to retreat to a position on the map after all of the moves have been read. You know, I mean, it gives you a really big strategic advantage having that opportunity and um, both oh, yeah. diplomatically and, you know, just strategically on the board. Well, I'll give you the example. In, in that um, Europa Renovatio game, the Yellowstone Honey, you know, Aragon, who, you know, is, is basically a bit of a vassal state at the moment, predominantly based around Spain, but he has like a, a fleet in the eastern Mediterranean, which he's been using liberally to kind of flip backwards and forwards between various sides, so, depending on what works best for him. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and that, that's probably keeping him alive. That's probably the only thing keeping him alive is this unit that's, um, you know, a forward unit that he can use to, what, to cause havoc. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. It's people's best interest to keep that going. They'll, 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 they don't dislodge it or get rid of it. Sorry, just waiting for the wheelie bin to go past. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, totally agree. So, look, the thing I was going to say, though, is kind of you said that you, you've got some builds coming up, but the, the player that you've been butting heads with has got some disbands coming up too. Yeah, and um, yes. Hopefully they have the good common sense to disengage with you because they also seem to be fighting someone else in a totally different theatre. That that would be what I would do in that situation. I would be getting rid of those. If, if you can't, yeah, that that's the flip side to retreating forward to, to getting behind enemy lines is, you know, it's hard to um, supply, you know, to keep those units alive if you're fighting a rear battle or a battle on a different front um yeah so i mean because the alternatives I, I, are, I mean like if if he wanted to disengage with that other player that would basically open him up totally to invasion if if um that other player decided to come for it yeah it's essentially throwing the game or trying to keep yourself in the game i guess that's the um that's the decision that that player has to make Yes, it would only be like if you'd actually... I mean, it's probably unlikely in a gunboat game. Like in a real-life game, you may have a scenario like that, though, where hypothetically, let's say you've pissed off that player too much and they've decided, nah, screw it, I'm just going to <laughs> go down in a blaze of glory and I don't care if I lose my main supply centres, I just want to spite Kaner. Yeah, that's that's right. So It's unlikely because you're a nice a guy and people game. don't want to do that too too often. Yeah, that's a human game and you know, any, any, um, anything can come from that. Um, hey, we had a request to do the Hall of Fame, didn't we? 
Andy? We did actually. That's a good point. Um, got to bring it up here. Paul is hof.php, is it? Uh, Hall of Fame. Here, here it is. It's the game's drop down. Oh, is it? Okay. I'll just go to vdiplomacy.com slash hof.php. No, you want to go to hallofame.php. You're looking at the um the the, the, the D points one. The V you want the V point? At, yeah. You want to look at V points, it's Hall of Fame, all one word, .php. Oh, wait a sec. You sure? Yeah. All time points. Oh, okay. Oh, this changes things dramatically. I wonder if I'm still in it. Thank, thank goodness for that I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, hang on, V points. Oh, God, what's going on here? What, what? I might have given a furphy to you. Hang on. So let's just let me. I think I think you're looking at the old school way. V points. Because this, this this particular player got in touch with me saying, "Hey, I've made it into the the top one hundred. Can you please do your uh, what the doctor recommended? Because I'm in it and actually want to hear my name." Um, <laughs> Uh, Let me just double check if the player is still in it. Oh, no, no. Oh, two, seven, nine. No, they align. That's my bad. So basically, hof.php will give you a list of the all-time the all-time list. But the Hall of Fame, all one word, will give you an option to look at the all-time points or the all-time points for active players in the last six months. Ah, okay. Yeah. I must admit, I'm actually finding it difficult for either to actually find that that player who requested the, <laughs> what the doctor recommended. Um, you remember you who it was? Send me a send me a PM on that players. Oh, okay. Wait a sec. Oh, fuck. Getting bitten by some bug. Um, why the fuck I did it? Chat. I think I missed okay. a letter out there. Yep, yep, hang on. Um, just having a look, and I can't see him. Neither can I. He's dropped out. Hang on. Let's let's look at all time. I oh, know that wouldn't. That'd be worse. Um, yeah, good question. Maybe you got banned for cheating. <laughs> Why would he get banned for cheating? How about we hold off on doing that one until he's in it? Otherwise, he'll be pissed that you know he, he missed out. Yes. Yeah. No. Let's do that. Okay. Sorry. We will. We will do it. We will endeavour to do it. Um, however, we're not going to do it right now. For V diplomacy, but you know, I mean, we have we have players at other other websites who who listen to this. Um, sure. Podcast. So, what do you want to do? You want to go do web diplomacy or something? Well, I feel I, I kind of feel like play diplomacy needs some love, Amby. Okay. Do you know how to find their top listings? 
No. <laughs> sure <laughs> do that. Um, play diplomacy. Online. Okay. I'll pull that up. Playdiplomacy.com. No, I think I'm thinking, thinking. Are you pulling it up right now yeah, as well? There's, there's the yeah. top five standard games rating and then the top five all games rating. I think Had standard rating is like a classic map and all games is like all games, I assume. How do I get to that? If you just go to playdiplomacy.com and it's on the homepage. Uh, home. See where the see where the bloody dagger is? Uh yes. yes. Just underneath oh, top that. Top five standard games. Okay. So you want to oh, go to the standard games because all you want to go all I mean all game ratings, which probably includes a whole heap of other stuff. Oh, good question. Um, I'm, I'm happy to go with what you reckon. Let's go standard. So you want to go Let's view see. all? Okay, view all. Oh, I see. It only brought up top five. Still, maybe I need to be logged in for it to work. Oh fuck! I can't remember how to log in. I can, well, I can hear at the moment the um, news in the background, which uh, Mrs. Ambry's listening to, and um, it sounds like the uh, the Russians have actually done something nasty in Ukraine. Have you seen anything on the news? Well, they've not technically invaded Ukraine. They've invaded two republics who they've recognised as being independent of Ukraine, <laughs> which, are, which are literally states of Ukraine, I guess. So Donetsk and Lon whatever that other one is. Um, yeah. So what, in my understanding, what's happened is that there's two regions of Ukraine on the eastern border between them and Russia that uh, Russia, I think it was yesterday, recognised as being um, independent from the Federation of Ukraine or the Union of Ukraine. I don't know if it's a federation or a confederation. Whatever it is. Sure yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so it's recognised those two regions as being independent and republics in their own right. And then today they've gone and in put peacekeepers in those regions, according to the Russians. That's very nice of, the, of uh, Mr Putin. Making very nice sure that things don't get up to any mischief in those areas. Yeah, this is my peace. This is your peace. We keep peace. We keep. <laughs> so, okay, so sorry, I, I kind of, I, I did see that story on the news um, yesterday, I wasn't sure that from what I could hear in the background whether something had kind of deteriorated further. So uh, as as you, Kana, as you oh, all apparently there's explosions in Kiev or something as well, but no, I don't know. This I is the thing. The, so you, 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 we we kind of okay. I I'm interested in your perspective as a diplomacy player. You know, a yeah. pretty good diplomacy player based on your current you know games. Um, what's your what's your take on Mr. Putin as an actual diplomacy player? Well, I was surprised that it, it's actually eventuated, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, my thinking is that if you're going to invade another country, the best way to do it is not to telegraph that you're going to do it months in advance. Right? Mm. If, if I think Russia, Putin... Um, had intentions on actually annexing the entirety of Ukraine, they wouldn't have massed the sort of troop build-up on the border in such a way as to allow foreign observers to sort of see what's going on. Yep. 
yeah, to allow for defensive time and all of that. Now, from the, I guess, that there's another couple of ways you could sort of take this discussion, but, you know, like, like the, the ethnic diaspora of Russia really sort of started around Kiev, you know, that, the, all of the, the, the along that, that, that Don Re, River kind of region and went north. Like Moscow is relatively new against um, some of the more southern city-states, but then those southern city-states were annexed by the Golden Horde and, um, and so on and so forth. You know, you had, you know, the, the, the history of that area is quite um, turbulent and then, you know, those peasant uprisings which, you know, they had their own independence, um, independent state for a while. Um, but they, they speak a version of Russian, so it's understandable to each other. Um, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Ukraine for a large period of its history was actually controlled by or run by um, Poland. Um, back oh, you're 100% correct. Right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the Polish Lithuanian Commonwealth for a long period of time. Um, actually, there's I've been listening to a podcast. I listened to this one a fair amount from um, two two um, British historians. It's called the the rest is history, and they've kind of rushed out one looking at the relationship between uh, Ukraine and and Russia over the years, and it's really quite interesting. I think. Um, the analogy they kind of gave, which is 100% correct, is like it's like the equivalent of the relationship between Ireland and, and England or the United Kingdom. You know, they're, they're intrinsically entwined for good reasons and bad reasons um, due, to, due to history. Um, and you're never going to be able to pull it apart because due to what happened historically, there's a whole heap of people in of one, you know, ethnic, you know, um, uh, or, or ethnic and also religious perspective living in another totally different area you know what i mean and um um i don't know this to me seems to be very much like it's almost like the same playbook that uh putin pulled on, on crimea you know what i mean it's like right. oh well crimea is mostly all full of russians so you know we should kind of have it and this is like yeah. well you know th these areas are kind of mostly full of russians or even historically the cossacks we should have it we're only we're only there to first peacekeepers um but uh, it's it's very it's very uh, dare I say Sudetenland uh, type of conversation. I guess if you want to broaden the conversation around that whole territorial idea of uh, like ethnic territoriality, and you've got that enclave in Kaliningrad on on the Baltic coast. Oh yeah, but that was what? that was a result of yeah. end of World War Two and the fact that it was. Previously, the heart of old, you know, Prussia, um, but um, you know, they just kind of just took it. <laughs> took yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that 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 region, those Baltic states themselves have their own sort of um, checkered history with the Russian um, Empire, I guess. Yeah. But bringing it back to the Ukrainian question, yep. um, really, it, it, it it's a kind of a it's kind of a divide and conquer kind of situation. If you're playing a long game, it's I'll take a little bit of this and then leave it for a while, and I'll take a little bit of that and leave it for a while. And, you know, and the idea of 
um, balkanizing the Ukraine so it's not actually one country by recognizing various, I don't know, do they call them states or territories as actual sovereign republics in their own right is in itself kind of an end game. Like it, 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 it probably plays into the geopolitical perspective of Russia having a having a borderland that's not united that it has influence in, regardless of who, you know, regardless of who's in power in those yeah. those, those regions. That that's my perspective on that, Andy. There's two other things that kind of pop into my mind. The first one is around the. Um, I agree with you. You know what I mean with everything you've outlined. It's, it's kind of like you just start, you know, slowly eating things up, and eventually, it's kind of like well, like the way you're playing a game. If you have, a, if you have a uh, um, someone who's got their borders open to you, and you just go and you just t- just just take one supply center, but then you stop taking anything. It's like, oh, okay, everything's all right, and then you just take another one. Um, so it's it's the type of thing though, which which I think is complicated by the fact that um, Ukraine obviously decided to. Uh, I think it's what kicked it all off around trying to apply for NATO membership, um, and the fact that you know you already have most of those Baltic states are members of NATO now, and they're obviously normally with very much within the Russian sphere. To me, it actually it's going back to the old power politics of you know spheres of influence, and clearly. Ukraine, as far as Russia is concerned, is more in its sphere of influence than, say, Ukraine's in America's sphere of influence. It's nowhere well, bloody yes, near it. Um, so I can kind of see where, where Russians are coming from. But at the same time, I guess the question is to what extent they keep pushing the envelope, you know, and like, and whether these two little territories after what happened in Crimea is going to result in too much of an uh, economic backlash where you know Putin goes, oh well, how much how much extra tax revenue am I going to bring in from these two so-called independent territories, compared to how much extra you know stuff I've had to put there, and then I've lost all this revenue because I don't know the Germans are going to uh, freeze over winter instead of having our our gas. I don't know. Um, yeah, but you also have to you know think that the Russians have been doing this for years. Like you have a look at Transnistria. Which is, you know, essentially, you know, on the face of it, a region of Romania, um, and that's been propped up by the Russians for for decades, decades and decades, um, under the same pretext as, as as probably what they've they're doing in uh, what they're, they're they're doing in Crimea Crimea right now. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I just think it's probably from a Russian perspective makes more sense to have a disunited region of small republican states which are you know beholden to 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 russia not so much to 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 the west Mm -hmm. Um, and there's probably a probably a realistic it's kind of drawing a line in the sand too in a way it's like okay how far east does nato go right before it actually ceases to become nato and actually turns into something other right um yeah do you do you okay once you it's like it's like including australia in the bloody european song contest for christ's sake you know <laughs> um, which yeah. happens now <laughs> i know right 
Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, anyway, I'm just drawing that parallel. But no, no, the parallel actually was how, you know, Eurovision was very much for European countries. And then they started to kind of just, much the same way, just slightly push the envelope. And it's like, oh, we're going to include Israel now as part of, of Europe. Yes. And it wasn't until long, and it was only like a few more years later, it's like, actually, no, no, Australia's all right to be in Eurovision. It's like, what <laughs> the fuck? How did that happen? Exactly, yeah. So I think, I think, I think, people, I think both sides are playing a long game here. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, I'm no expert, but I reckon, um, yeah, I reckon both sides are playing the long game. No, I, I don't know what that is, though. No, no idea. I think, and this is hopefully I'm, I'm right on this one, unlike the way I tend to play most of my games at the moment, I can't see America or NATO kind of, you know, creating a, you know, it's not going to be like they're going to pick a fight. The the, the, the signalling, at least in the public domain, let alone what's happening in the private domain, is very much, you know, no one's going to be you know, losing American or, you know, European NATO blood over um over ukraine i think at the end of the day if, if worse comes to worse you know they'll get absorbed um but uh, i can imagine the ukrainians even if they even even if, if putin took all over all of ukraine you know there'd be so many people there who'd be it's it's not like the soviet union anymore maybe where no, you, know, you can kind of you know you'd probably have all these um rebel type of you know pro-ukrainian things breaking out everywhere and bombings and goodness knows what else against targets so i don't know it's not good anyway but anyway i can see where putin's coming probably from. probably going to be elements of that happen you know i mean not not to say it isn't but it, it's probably the other I way around at the moment though isn't it it'll be, the, it'll be it'll be the the air quotes you know uh independent ukrainians who just are sick and tired of the ukrainian overlords who want to kind of blow up things and russia will have to come in and help them out yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But th- that distinction you made is, 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 is actually bang on, I reckon, you know, like we shouldn't be thinking of it as the Soviet Union invading the Ukraine right now. We should really be thinking of it as historical Russia. Mm-hmm. It, 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 and that, that's what I, that, that, that in my mind helps me to understand a little bit more, I think. Mm-hmm. I guess the other anyway. thing that's interesting is the fact that you know, if, if if Putin's playing a long game, how long is his game? Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. And, exactly. Un, and, you know, unlike a game of diplomacy, which kind of, you know, theoretically can can last, you know, infinitum, um, did, a, did a quick Google search. Mr. Putin is um, coming up to his 70th birthday this year. Um, so even if he wants to uh, make himself like the, the Chinese, effectively a dictator for life, He's going to eventually kind of pass on and <laughs> give it to somebody else. Well, it's got to happen at some point. Um, even the Tsars have to, you know, had to secede to new Tsars. Yeah. Usually when they die. So, I mean, yeah. Anyway. I miss I miss the days of Boris Yeltsin, you know what I mean? Just up there on stage drinking vodka and, you know, dancing and dance. things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hey, I managed to actually, whilst we were talking there, I, I did work out how to log into Play Diplomacy to try to find out what the, uh, you know, the, their top, you know, 100 is. Yes. But when you actually log in, it um, it doesn't actually kind of, oh, there is a viewer. That's like what I'm saying. 
I was talking bullshit. Here it is. Okay. They only give a top 25. And we give the, so I'm going to have to do this instead of you unless you want me to screenshot it and send it over. No, let's do it because, you know, that's, that, that's part of that. It's, it's sharing so I'm going to screenshot it, it, it hey? Send the screenshot, yeah. I wonder how the fuck to do that. Probably a snippy tool. Is there a snippy tool on this thing? Snip and sketch. Okay, new. Um, do you want top to bottom because they don't all fit on a single... Oh, let's see. No, they don't fit on a single page. I'm going to give you 25 to 3. Okay. And then I'm going to give you the the top two. Sorry, listeners, about this. Uh, Does it only go to 25? Yeah, it only goes to 25. Okay. Oh, jeez. Okay. And I'll get the top two now. Yep. <coughs> all right. Well, let me lead it oh, off. Oh, well, let me just send you this first, and then we can. Then you got it all. But yes, you can. I, I can. I can lead it off. Yep, go for it. I can see. Yeah, okay. Uh, starting at twenty-five is Bull Hall. Number twenty-four on uh, Playdip is JMK zero five zero. Twenty-three is Manson zero two five one. Twenty-two is Dina Guru seventeen. Can I just interject for a moment? There seems to be a theme of like numbers here, and as somebody who's like Kana four zero six. It'd be interesting to kind of understand why people choose, you know, I think it was why Captain James who said that, you know, all Kana 1 all the way through to 405 were taken. What's the deal with, with people choosing a pseudonym that's got, like, weird numbers in it? I feel like that's a, that's a Trojan horse question there, Andy. No, 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 it's not at all. Well, you'd have to ask them. <laughs> ask them. Okay, well, I've just done Dinoguru17. You go on next uh, 21 is Pocus. 20 is Florida Man, a well-known um, content creator. Yep. 29 is Gold SMJ. 18 is Badger1991. So at least I reckon Badger was born in 1991. We still have no idea what 406 means. Born or married, maybe. Anyway. Ooh, um, okay. 17 is Darwin Theory. 16 is Big Bert. 15 is War Smith. 14 is Marcus. We just, I mean, if it's not Furious, is it Furious? Furious. Marcus Furious. Furious, yes. Furious, yeah. Um, Does that mean he burns easily? Furious? Furious? I think the Furious, do they burn easily? No, that's Furious. Furious, yes. Furious, yeah. Furious. Uh, (laughs) uh, 13, I like this one, Poodle Flump. I love that name. It's a great name, Poodle Flump. Um, number 12, Cinema Sci-Fi. 11 is Mr. Plant. Although I'm actually thinking Cinema Sci-Fi could actually be Cinema Massifi. Um, number number 10 is just V, just the letter V. 9 is an Ubergut. Oh, that's a good name too. Um, he's probably had a couple of beers. Number 8 is Wethelon. Seven is Alexandros Omega. Six is Hans Russ. Well, Russ, so that kind of sounds almost a bit, you know, German-Russian, but anyway. Uh, five is Martialist. Number four is G- GSMX. Well Three player. is Norlight. And let me go over. 
to our last ones. Number two is Expatriate 11. And coming in at number one is Conk or Con Q. No, I'm sure. pretty sure it's Conk. Everyone just always calls him Conk. Um, well-known uh, play diplomacy player in Conk. Um, so congratulations to all those players. You're doing far better than me. Well, I don't know how this actually works because I'm like coming 387th, which makes no sense at all because I'm never on there. And I thought there was a lot more people on play diplomacy. Um, but you might have played well on the games that you played and that's put you up on the rankings. Oh, yes, even though I haven't kind of turned up to play games lately. Yep. Actually, that makes sense, maybe. That makes sense. Um, now, the other thing I've just, because it's been a while since I've been at Playdip, um, you should be able to see this, I assume, even with you not um, logged in. Scroll to the bottom. Okay. Um, Ethereum casinos? Yeah. What's the deal with all these fucking casino things there? I have no idea. Um, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, that's weird. Not seen that before. It's almost um, like that they've a- taken advertising from these various random casinos and are just trying to bury it. Well, I've got Ethereum casinos and Bitcoin casinos. Oh, you're not seeing the rest of them? I've got New Casinos 24 and New Casinos US. Okay, we've seen that. Um, I'm, yeah, don't know. That's weird. Don't know. My computer's blocking me from opening it, so I couldn't tell you. Uh, No, they just go off into those websites for them. Maybe it's a way to part money with your um, your digital wallet. Oh, wait a sec. Over in the in the left hand side chat box, actually, this is interesting. Someone's actually said, "I'm no fan of gambling or crypto, but the ads are uh, not very obtrusive." I wonder what. Sorry, this must be something's recently happened here. Oh, okay. Well, I can't. Pops two two. Hardly ever glanced at the bottom of the homepage, but just did. Since when did it feature ads for gambling and crypto? Anyone else find that unwelcome? Yeah. Big question. Um, yeah, no answer. Huh. Keep an eye out. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I know that there's there's been a few changes over there, so I think um, some of the players we we previously talked to over there are no longer um, running the show. So I'm not sure. Mm, interesting. Okay. Um, hey, other things that are going on, probably the last things just to kind of touch on other facts, I just realised I've got orders due in one game in an hour and 35 minutes, so better not forget that, um, is actually two things, and these are both VDIP things, but I know that one of them has been raised in, in other forums as well, and that's around the uh, David E. Cohen latest um, variant that he's looking for feedback on around Mandate of Heaven, so I think he's been doing some further work on that. Okay, if players want to have a look at the map, uh, where do they go? Oh, okay, so uh, we can create a link in the show notes, but it's uh, https colon slash slash diplo, is it miscellany? M-I-S-C-E-L-L-A-N-Y dot tripod dot com slash id6 dot html. Sounds very old school the way that one's been kind of configured. Um, Let me see if I can... Oh, fuck, it didn't work on a copy and posted. 
What if it just works if I click on it? No, of course it doesn't. So that's uh, it's, it's a reimagining of his mandate Excellent. for heaven, um, Barry. Excuse me. Ah, oh, yes, okay. Ah, oh, that's interesting. See, with the, the northern step with those little dot things, supply centres, is that kind of like... I wonder how they work. Probably have to look at the rules. They're barbarian <laughs> supplies. Oh, no, they're barbarian... Barbarian armies. Ooh. We probably should have planned for this before we hopped on and started talking about it. Yeah. No, I'll tell you what, we'll have a, <laughs> we'll have a look at it and um, jump in on having a chat around this one on our next podcast. How's that sound? That sounds like a much better idea, much better idea. Yeah. The other thing I just kind of touched on very, very briefly, this one is incredibly VDIP orientated, uh, and that's the VDIP winning for, um, thread in the forum. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but all the Australians have deliberately disengaged from conversation because we're doing the uh, the thing of um, um, not knocking off a fellow Australian. So um, Macker is currently winning and has been winning now for... Ooh, Macker last posted back on Valentine's Day, so like 10 days ago, and became the winner as of eight days ago. Um, and Gopher keeps trying to get goad, goad you know, <laughs> particularly the Australians to, um, to to post something because of it, posting YouTube videos um, taking the piss out of Australians and then being unsuccessful and trying again. I have actually watched his I, first I, I was about video. to respond to one of those. <laughs> so you don't want me to respond? Well, no. Well, it's up to you. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what to do, Kana, but... Um, oh, we have a bit of rain here at last. Um, but, yes, there's... Um, I think the first video was around the, you know, the, the uh, architecture competition in Canberra. Yeah. yeah. Most Australians are probably aware of some of that stuff. But, anyway, uh, I don't know about the second one. I haven't looked at it, actually. should probably just check it now. I watched the architecture one. It was interesting. It was interesting. I'm going to bring up the second Still one. Still ended up with a, you know, a horrible city regardless, but you know, that's just my take on it. I feel whenever, oh. whenever I've gone through Canberra, I felt it was very um, circular in its design. I didn't feel like it was as um, hexagonal as the conceived winning design for the city ended up, the, the one that was ended up being selected. No, you're right. It is it is quite uh, lots of circles and triangles and curves. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, the second one that Gopher's um link sent out is about why do Americans like presidents so much and the start of it is saying, oh no. <laughs> the the link actually is through to a what would you call it? Um you know when they've got a timestamp, and they're actually talking about Australians on this one. So I'm actually I'm going to I'm going to take my headphones out, and hopefully this will. Are you there? You know, you, you probably um, yeah, you'd be hard pressed for someone to mention the name of the Australian Prime Minister, the first one. Um, Was it Obama? They kept changing every few years. A, a Prime Minister. Yes, Australian's Prime Minister. I think 
Oh, no, was Barton the first or the second or the third? Well, it's good that I've got um, Google was? in front of me. It was Barton. Oh, I, Barton. I said Barton. Okay, I got that one. Slightly wrong. Oh, no, it was Barton. It Edmund Barton. That's what I said, Barton. No, you said Barton. I said Barton. No, you just heard a D when it was a T. That's because you're, you know, one of those weak southern Australians. Yep. <laughs> no, it's Sir Edmund Barton. Yeah, there you go. But no, that's absolutely right. Like, Australia wasn't born in a grand conflagration with a, with a uh, I don't know, revolution against the motherland. That's, uh, yep. Yep. Well, there we go. Now you don't need to kind of um, respond to uh, the goading from Gopher. No, okay, all right. I will. I will ignore. I will ignore. <laughs> For now. <laughs> Shall we wrap this up? Do you, do you have time to do like a Patreon thing, or you want to leave that for another time? Uh, let's leave it for another time. So the the, the other half has uh, just arrived. So. Okie dokie, no problems at all. Um, did you end up getting another Kilkenny, or are you still on the first one? Uh, I've just finished the first one, so oh I'm going to go to that one now. So, but yeah, that, that's that. Um, shall we sign off? I think we shall. Um, I'm Ambie. I'm Kana. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully next time we'll be in a pub. Hopefully we'll, um, um, I don't know, be a little bit more prepared. Fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll definitely try and be a bit more prepared, but at a, at a pub for sure. Okay, thanks everyone. Bye. Bye.